Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. We're so thank you to have you with us. My next guest is founder and CEO of Solaris Farms, who say they have the largest and most advanced cannabis greenhouse operations ever. Stressing ever. Here with the founder and CEO of Solaris Farms, Michael Sassano here on Blunt Business. Thanks for joining us, Michael. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. So you started Solaris Farms in 2016, and when you started it, you looked to create a state-of-the-art desert greenhouse facility that would set new standards for efficient operation and perhaps even revolutionize the way cannabis has grown in arid climates, which this is really the focus of what we're going to be talking about today, is trying to grow in such uh, in very uh, rough environments you're trying to grow, even in this way for greenhouse, trying to work off what you have from the land and what you have from the environment what drove you to work on this area of greenhouse cultivation? When we started um, uh, Solaris Farms and conceived of Solaris Farms uh, over four years ago, actually, um, the concept of growing in a, gr uh, a greenhouse for our industry uh, was novel. Uh, the concept of growing in the desert, uh, you know, was not a practiced uh, um, growing environment at the time. Uh, so the combination of uh, coming up with a uh, greenhouse, and this is a hybrid greenhouse, that could combat the environment of the desert, which is extreme heat, um, 115 degrees plus Fahrenheit, and it also gets to freezing. So you have to actually be able to uh, adjust to both of those uh, um, environmental concerns um, but, you know, on the plus side, you would have tons of sun. Uh, that's something we have plenty of. Um, the fact that we have very low humidity, uh, this was this is an extreme plus because as the world, uh, you know, 
uh, rotates towards labs, uh, testing and more rigorous testing. Um, you know, the less, uh, the more arid your environment is, the less contamination. And one of the biggest problems that the uh, cannabis plant has uh, are molds and aspergillus, which are harmful to the lungs. And since this is a smokable product, uh, you'd like to be in an environment, you know, generally that uh, can combat those um, uh, those pestilence. And being in the desert, you would imagine it would have a, a much lower uh, count in the air uh, of mold and spores. Uh, so, you know, ultimately, we decided, you know, one of the best places where we could actually uh, practice the the art of growing cannabis uh, happened to be in the desert. And if you've seen the last episode of Narcos, you know, it would almost seem common sense um, that uh, marijuana historically was grown in the deserts. Um, but, you know, four years ago, it was not common sense that this would uh, be the place where some of the most advanced greenhouses uh, now exist. In Wait, the can I ask yourself, what kind of agriculture could you do at all, even with a greenhouse effect? Just obviously the solar energy you can bring and inject into, the, into a greenhouse would be there. But obviously... The humidity also comes into play, but again, it's the water you have to go in, the, uh, the irrigation methods you have to come through uh, to go and really make that work out because of what kind of expense you want to try to avoid taking the good from the bad in whichever climate you decide to do. It, it's got to be really tough. Now, Solaris provides state-of-the-art cultivation facilities, greenhouse design services, operations management services, brand campus hosting, incubation and consulting services, and investment opportunities for the cannabis industry. So full full service. You're looking to expand into Canada, and it's a very saturated market, obviously, but there's a lot you bring to the game. How is that coming along, and what are your hopes upon entering the Canadian market? Well, the Canadian market entrance is more of a branding experience, um, as is a state-to-state -state model of branding. So... Uh, that's a little bit different than uh, the expand. We, we generally believe that in the future, there will be no state borders and there will be no country borders. And we're more looking forward to branching out to Europe and then continuing our branding throughout the United States, Canada and the European uh, Union. With that said, would the reason about entering the Canadian market for yourselves as well, would you also be looking to try to experiment the same cultivation methods in uh, arid, which is like a tundra-like surface anyway, in Canada, which would be another different variation on the environment. But again, the humidity, I guess, wouldn't be a matter. I don't know how much water would be coming in through certain areas, which depending on which part of Canada you're in. And the cold weather, obviously you know about that at night in an arid desert climate, but what would it be the difference in a northern, more colder climate? Would that also play into the fact of why you want to be able to have something prepared so that you can do cultivation in Europe, which obviously has a lot of that type of territory? Well, we definitely believe Europe is, uh, you know, with a population of 700 million people, um, you know, is the place to be. Um, and we definitely have a, a strong belief in the pharmaceutical market, uh, uh, whereas you're distributing the product at pharmacies uh, in Europe. So the actual cultivation method, uh, we, we for sure are, uh, uh, we've targeted our property uh, in Southern Europe, uh, Greece, uh, and in Southern Greece, uh, where there is a more uh, dry environment. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of, you know, there's a 
plentiful amount of water uh, in that area also. Um, you, you need both. You need a good environment and, uh, you know, um, and, uh, and a ton of water. Um, as for Canada, though, it's more, like I said, it's more of a branding experience than uh, necessarily a place where we want to cultivate and turn our model upside, upside down. Our genetics are acclimated, you know, uh, to a desert environment, and we're getting, you know, our results that we have, we're well over 25 and even showing 30, 31% THC levels with cannabinoidal counts of 35% plus and uh, terpenes uh, well over the dominant terpenes over eight milligrams to 10 milligrams uh, for the most dominant and five milligrams for the number two dominant, uh, number three dominant. So, you know, we wanna keep those genetics rolling into environments uh, that we can uh, control and that, we're, that, that are used to uh, where we're growing currently. Now, I'd imagine with this kind of work, it also helps from a very uh, earth-friendly, very climate-controlled environment type scenario where if you are looking to find different scenarios where you can take the most out of what you have in that climate and be able to go and work off of it. So obviously, any kind of solar paneling, things like that, I would imagine, works for the actual getting good, proper good sunlight into the plants and injecting it into either LED lights or whatever you decide to use. And then within the desert, if there might be some kind of aquifers or some kind of uh, well water, things like that, that can be taken from the ground of possible reservoirs that can be brought in, possibly recycling water for use once again. Are, is, it, is there anything that's being considered from an environmental standpoint that's part of the reason you're doing what you're doing? I mean, our, our whole industry... Um, should be environmentally concerned, as probably every industry should be, um, but more so in the cannabis industry. Um, you know, trying to limit the use of of uh, of resources, uh, um, recycling, and and uh, um, th this is a must. I mean, you're trying to bring down your cost of production. Um, it's only natural you would use the natural sunlight, uh, which is the most powerful. Um, light in the world, let's say. And you, of course, you have to have supplemental lighting. Uh, there is no choice in that because, uh, you know, the flower needs a, a certain cycle for its hormones. So the use of, if you're in an arid environment, uh, you can use more of uh, technology that's not AC cooling. Uh, you can use more of uh, evaporative cooling techniques, which is a tremendous also savings in, in, uh, in use of, of um, resources because you're ultimately just recycling the water and allowing the natural um, evaporative uh, cooling to take place and add humidity to your plant if you're in a dry and arid environment. Um, you know, all of which, you know, decreases your energy consumption, um, creates a much better plant and, you know, in the end helps your profitability. So, Mike, we're going to need to step out to a commercial. When we come back, I want to ask you about cultivation techniques and to get a little more in-depth into what you're doing in terms of creating this greenhouse production within a desert environment. We're going to talk more about that here. I'm with Michael Sassano, the founder and CEO of Solaris Farms here on Blunt Business. We'll be back after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Doc Rob. 
the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, <laughs> you got me again. All right. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, listeners. I'm here with Michael Sassano, founder and CEO of Solaris Farms here on Blunt Business. So, Michael, you were recently interviewed by the Cannabis Business Times, and you were asked what cultivation techniques are you most interested in right now, and what are you actively studying? You said, quote, we've been phenotyping to raise the most powerful genetics. We're working on acclimating the chosen plants to the desert environment with every generation, And we have come to a point where I'm studying how to preserve those genetics for future generations. But what you're telling me also is that you're taking from genetics of past generations as well without having to go necessarily into which plants it might be. But how are you determining which plants you want to grow? And what have you learned from uh, past experiences to know which plants are best to grow? It was very much a learning experience um, because nobody had really grown in the desert environment um, you had ultimately a lot of genetics that have come from California or genetics that come from the East Coast, the New York area uh, that were popular there, or you had Asian genetics that came or Netherlands genetics, um, you know, but and none of those areas are, are desert environments. So we actually had to create our own genetics um, and, and, then, and then get those to acclimate to the environment in order to get bigger uh, yields and bigger flower sets. So, you know, as, as one example, um, you know, we created um, a, a strain called Fire Chem, um, and this is a, a, a indica uh, dominant um, a cannabis plant. And this is an OG Kush somewhere around circa 2008 mm-hmm. uh, that was crossed with Chem Dog. And uh, which is a pretty 
uh, standard famous uh, genetic out of uh, uh, Colorado. And then the um, and then the parents of that were then crossed with fire OG um, in order to create this strain. And uh, and we found that while crossing these uh, and the testing, it took over a year uh, just to uh, cross many different plants, turn them quickly, try to see if they were the right yields. And now we're yielding well into the high 20s um, and even up to 30, 31 percent uh, THC with uh, you know, large cannabinoid counts and great terpene profiles. That's fantastic. The one thing I can see about that is by going back and looking at some of those strains that are very popular. And even today, that's one thing you want is if you can take strains that are just, they're well-received and people, they don't get tired of it, then if you can grow that and you can grow it at a great amount in this type of environment, that is the win-win situation you're looking for. Now, let me read from an article in Cannabis Tech. Now, obviously, Desert cultivation of cannabis provides some unique challenges, and that's what you're working on. Intense heat and lack of moisture are less than ideal for prodigious agricultural production. But this story mentions that you and the crew at Solaris Farms are making it work, and also that future expansion seems all but inevitable. So you were featured in the article to discuss how outdoor cannabis cultivation is out of the question in a desert environment, but arid conditions can be highly conducive to greenhouse production. So... What are some of the things that you can definitely see that have become advantages to what the desert provides you in terms of climate and environment that might be better than what some other greenhouses might get? Well, for sure, um, you have a bountiful amount of sun and uh, you have a humid environment, which lends to an, uh, an evaporative style cooling, all of which, um, you know, are beneficial, um, you know, if you can control the environment right. And you know, you're trying to stray away from the model. Um, you know, when it, when this when it, cannabis first initial started, uh, let's say legally in America as an indoor environment where you have heavy usages uh, for lights and AC, um, you know, tremendous strain on natural resources to moving to a more economic model that can take advantage and control the environment. Um, you know, for a desert, there is no other choice than a hybrid greenhouse. Um, you can grow uh, under a mesh tent, uh, not you can't just grow outdoor. The sun is too brutal. Um, you know, the winds are high, you know, in a desert. Um, but, you, you know, you can, uh, with some sort of protection, uh, grow them. And the larger you, the farther you go up along the ladder of technology, um, the higher your genetic uh, and your yields uh, will uh, uh, perform. Fantastic. So, again, interesting subject here, talking about greenhouse production for a desert environment. We're going to talk more here with Michael Sassano, with uh, founder, founder and CEO of Solaris Farms here on Blunt Business. We'll be back with final questions with Michael in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The National Cannabis Industry Association's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference takes place October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com and take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California-specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. 
the California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of expo floor, showcasing over 200 exhibits. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. It's time to hemp present. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp presents only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Michael Sassano, founder and CEO of Solaris Farms here on Blunt Business. Now, we were talking about cultivation for a desert environment, and you said it is the heat rather than the light that causes problems for greenhouse growers in desert environments. That's according to the article from Cannabis Tech that we referenced just before the break. Now, temperatures in the Nevada desert, and I remember going to Las Vegas last year, and it was 108 degrees every day with quite a bit of humidity, really that hot air that blows across. Do you feel like you're in a heater as you try to walk across the streets of Las Vegas at night on a July evening. And then during the day, it's just nearly unbearable. You can only be out there for so long before you have to just go back inside of the nice air conditioning and carpeting and the cushions of the casinos. So now the Nevada desert can may exceed the 110 degree mark during the summer. The combination of direct sunlight and extreme heat exposures makes it a challenge to maintain appropriate indoor temperatures. But now you have something to address this issue called a wet pad cooling system. And you're taking other steps to control the heat exposure as well. Talk to me about this wet pad cooling system and what you're doing to try to control the climate inside the greenhouse. You're absolutely right. If you've ever been in Las Vegas in July, August, and even September, yeah. um, you know, the, the, heat, uh, the heat is unbearable. You're at 110 degrees uh, plus uh, on a regular basis. And... Uh, the one thing you will notice in comparison to, let's say, Southern Florida, mm -hmm. uh, is that rather than a very wet, muggy, um, you know, feeling, uh, you're going to feel a very dry, aerated feeling. So, you know, as an example, as you're walking through the day, you may feel even some sort of cooling effect uh, when you're when you're walking, um, you know, as you first come into the contact with the, the heat. 
Well, what that is is perspiration on your skin uh, evaporating and causing a cooling effect on your outer membranes there. It's the same exact uh, a strategy with water uh, that comes, uh, that water uh, creates evaporative, um, it creates humidity uh, by evaporating into the air. And that humidity has a cooling effect on the, on the uh, environment of the plant. And when you have a humidity level that's 8% or lower, well, you need to add humidity into the uh, greenhouse or hybrid greenhouse, whatever you may have, and in order to uh, get that plant to a level where it's liking how much um, uh, humidity is in the air. So it's actually a benefit because we have less consumption of energy. We're able to use the natural cooling of water in order to uh, create cooling inside of our greenhouse and humidity for our plants in a controlled environment of contaminants where we can control you know, the contaminants coming into our facility um, from the entrance level and create um, create a more powerful genetic from it. And I'll tell you what, what was really weird when I went to Las Vegas last year for vacation was that I got to see a rare thunderstorm and a good downpour in the middle of the, uh, late in the nighttime, which <coughs> felt like I was in Florida for about a half second, and then the heat came right back, and, oh, it's desert again. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Michael, I really do appreciate you taking time to join us here and talking about Solaris Farms here on the network. and. Real quickly, I want to have you just take a minute to talk to our listeners about Solaris Farms. Again, it's S-O-L-A-R-I-S Farms. Give us a website and give us ways where we can learn more about your expansion and more details about this greenhouse cultivation method that you are perfecting. Well, you can go to www.solarisfarms.org. And uh, if you're ever in the Las Vegas area, uh, we have a touring. Uh, uh, we have tours consistently with the uh, people of all industries. Um, there's quite a steady flow. Uh, we have a viewing booth inside of our operations area so that you can look through into the plant area without going inside to disturb the plants or the contaminants, uh, bringing in any contaminants. So uh, please come on by and, uh, and just set up an appointment through our website. We have people that are uh, that are constantly replying. Fantastic. So another reason for you not to just go ahead and lose lose a little bit in Vegas on the slot machines or the crabs tables, but make sure to go and stop by and visit the folks at Solaris Farms. And obviously Nevada is a real hotbed for cannabis right now and for hemp. I want to make much mention of that well. I know there's been a lot of good that's been done in terms of compliance when it comes to cultivation and the kind of output that's coming out from a lot of the different companies we featured here on the Blunt Business Program. So I'm really happy to go and have the folks like you over at Solaris to go and talk to us on the program and tell us about this really interesting subject because I'm sure there are those that even if they want to just go and grow their own, there's some things they can take away here about, you know, not being deterred or feeling discouraged from trying to find the best way to, you know, cultivate within a greenhouse regardless of climate. And I'm sure there's more people that are doing the same thing. Obviously, I can imagine in Israel or in the Middle East or in just certain areas, that desert climate, or in Africa, there's certain desert climates that could really benefit from what you're doing here and the research and development and the kind of work you're doing here at Solaris. So again, Michael, thanks so much for being here with us on the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. Really do appreciate it. You can download past episodes of Blunt Business by going to CannabisRadio.com. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate and review us. Give us five stars. We really do appreciate it. We've earned it. You know what you do because you listen to us every week. Also, look for us on Google Podcasts, 
Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.